Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, undetectable, can't transmit, HIV positive host, Jennifer Levon. How are all of you? I'm back this week with another interview for you. Last week we had Stephen Hart from Heart Talks. This week I have Ingrid from Italy, although she was raised in Germany. I think that's it. She'll explain it. She has a German accent, but she's from Italy. So um, I have Ingrid this week. She announced her her HIV positive diagnosis on World AIDS Day, which is December 1st every year. She just did it this last December 1st, and um, she's been positive for 18 years. So it took her 18 years to be able to feel comfortable enough to share her diagnosis with the world. And I know you're going to love her. She's on my YouTube channel too, if you want to watch her on there and actually see her. And um, for those of you that just want to listen in your head with some headphones while you're working out, uh, in your head, (laughs) listen (laughs) without watching is what I should say. You know, if you're at the gym or whatever you may be doing, this is another option for you listening through the podcast. All right, everybody, I will be back next week for some stories. I thought I was going to do that this week, but this interview ended up happening instead. So I will be back next week with some stories and some Cabanuva updates. They just announced, this is so exciting. They just announced that we do not have to lead in with a month of oral medication before we start the treatment of Cabanuva, that we can actually just go straight in to the ass shots. So that's exciting. But I do have some experiences that I want to share with all of you because some people have not been enjoying the shots. They say they're extremely painful. They linger for two days after. Somebody described it that the needle feels like it's going in and they're moving it around and scraping the inside of your butt cheek. So that sounds really uncomfortable. And this person actually is considering going back to an everyday pill. So I think it's interesting to see um, all different perspectives. And since this is very new, I'm asking people to share that information with me through my um, Instagram to share their experiences, also to share with me what countries they know that are um, actually prescribing Cabanuva. Because I know it's for sure the UK, US, Canada. Um, I'm not sure about, I know India, no. Um, and then I'm waiting to hear from an advocate about South Africa. And I'll, you know, I'll just keep telling you guys as I find out, you know, cause people seem to think that I have this inf- inside information and they say, when will it be available here? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not dealing out Cabanuva. I have no idea. So, um, but I will just, you know, I have ways of finding out through social media for, from people who obviously live in those countries. So that's my, that's the way I find out. Um, okay. So without further ado, here is Miss Ingrid, um, Miss HIV positive Ingrid, who is lovely and you will enjoy her story. And, um, thanks for listening guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. There she is. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Yes. Oh, good. I can hear you too. <laughs> I was just fixing my my light because it's a gloomy day here today. So I don't know if I should wear the glasses or not, but I just see you better with my glasses on. <laughs> I know those ring lights, they, they so, put the ring right in your glasses. I'm not yeah. hearing you in my headphones. I don't know why. Uh, Hold on. Let me try something. It needs me to say, okay, maybe now I can hear you. 
Oh, that's better. Now I can hear you. Okay, good. Okay, perfect. So you're in gloomy um, Nevada? I am, yes. <laughs> it's not sunny here also. It's, uh, yeah, it's really gloomy today. I'm like five miles from the beach and it's just kind of a cold, ugh, foggy day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny, the, the weather right now. It was super duper warm this week and now apparently it's getting it's getting like chillier i don't know chillier. but yeah okay yeah. yeah and obviously you have an accent so we're gonna find out where you're from and uh, <laughs> clearly and um and yeah your whole story because you just came out on world aids day with your your diagnosis yep yep yeah had it for quite a while mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing that you kept it well, it's, it's so common, but you kept it quiet for a long, long, long time. So of course I want to find out what made you decide to like speak about it, but, um, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> okay. So take me back. Cause I know you've had this for how long? 18 years. Um, so I found out in November, 2006. Okay. Yeah. So I found out in November, 2006, um, because I was pregnant with my first daughter and, you know, um, so I'm from Italy originally, but my mother, my native language is German. Um, and, um, that's where my accent comes from. <laughs> oh, it's Germany. Okay. Okay. I was going to yeah, say that I, sounds more, okay. I kind of thought that too. I don't have, yeah, I don't have an Italian accent. So everybody, when I say I'm from Italy, they say, mm, what? But yeah. Oh. Um, my native language is German because I come from the very northern part of Italy where there is a part where we speak three different languages and also German. So um, that's the whole story behind my accent. But um, yeah, so I, um, I was pregnant with my first daughter and in Italy um, they already at the time they do an HIV test when mm. you are pregnant. Um, same here in know, the United States, same thing. Yeah. Random. And so, yeah, I, um, you know, I went uh, to a um, outpatient clinic. I didn't go to the hospital and, you know, I got all my results and, and I didn't think of anything, you know, when it said, it said HIV. Um, I, I can, I still have the papers. <laughs> um, it said, you know, um, exam, um, still testing or something like that. I cannot, I don't know how to translate it in English, but mm-hmm. and I didn't think of anything, to be honest with you. I was very, you know, uh, busy with work and I had a very busy job. And so I didn't think of anything. And, um, and then I just called, uh, one day I called my, um, my general doctor and um, because I wanted a couple of days off because I was so stressed out. And, um, and so he said, oh, I, if you could come in, I would like to talk to you. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, you know, no problem. And so I went in and I can, I still, I can remember, you know, um, it was a rainy November day <laughs> in Verona, Italy. And um, I was by myself. And um, yeah, and so, you know, I walk into this, uh, studio and um, it's um, it, it's an old you know one of those antiques buildings in the center um, and um, and I can still remember the smell wow. <laughs> it's kind of funny right yeah well, it's kind of funny sometimes you know like um, specific uh, events in your life when you know they kind of 
hit you. Mm-hmm. You still can everything, like the smell, like how you felt, and yeah. So and so, so he said, yeah, um, I, you know, I, I have to tell you that you are HIV positive. And said, what? He said, no, that's impossible. I know with whom I slept, you know, and I, um, it, it, it was like, no, it's, that's not possible. You know? And he goes, well, yeah. And, um, uh, just, I got the test results and they are positive. And I was like, fuck, you know, kind of, um, also because I, I was always, um, so I have been an athlete my whole life. So I was um, on the swim team for a very long time. I was ski racing and, and I come from a, a, a good family. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was raised Roman Catholic. Uh, I never had a one night stand in my whole entire life. I never used drugs. I, I tried pot once and that was it. You know, I didn't have a crazy life till then. And, I was probably the most uh, boring, let's say, of all girlfriends. <laughs> You're <laughs> so, real vanilla. You know, so I was, I had sex like for the first time when I was 20 years old. Um, and I was mostly into traveling and, and getting to know new cultures and stuff like that. So I, so I was like, when did that happen? Right? right, and I, I only had like at that time. So I was uh, twenty, six at the time, and I just had like three real like partners, like with whom I had sex with. So I said, "Oh, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty simple to find out who it was." Um, but the problem was, so I called the dad um, of my child that I was carrying mm-hmm. and said what have you done you know and he goes oh what and he was not uh, there at the time he was out for business and I said oh no you know I I what do you mean and I said well you know this happened no it's impossible so at the time I know to whom to go to you know, and uh, I honestly, I had no idea where to bang my head because I said, what am I going to do now? You know, I have like a very good career. Um, I was a manager in big company and, um, you know, you look at me also now, probably nobody would say, oh, like, what the heck? <laughs> so, and then, you know, I um, and I didn't have, I never really had, I have a kind of good, a, a superficial relationship with my mom. So she has never been really emotionally available for me. So it was not the first person that you probably you should go to, you know, when you have, but no, like literally I never, when I had issues, went to her because we never had this bond I usually went to my dad, but also, you know, explaining to him, oh, you know, I got this test result. Uh, it was like, how do I even explain this? Because, you know, I come from a very small place, like literally mountain farmers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. How am I going to explain this? And yes, I have been traveling the world, and but I never did anything crazy. So... 
What did you know about HIV? Did you think you were going to die? Like, what did they tell you about it? No, at, at that night, that um, evening, I was like, I didn't really think I was going to die, but um, I, was, I was kind of, I didn't even think what I, I, I didn't even know what I should think, you know, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm pregnant, now this, you know, and at the time, I, you know, I, I kind of, it, it, I loved that I was pregnant, but still I was kind of, oh, it was not the right time, plus this now, you know, and I was like, oh, no. Um, so, so I, I yeah, I, I didn't really think I was going to die. Um, that was not really on my radar, to be honest with you, but I was more thinking, how did this happen? That's what I was thinking. You know, how, how, how did this happen to me? You know, like, um, yeah. So from there, um, got sent to, um, to a hospital. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I cut you off. You were talking about your dad. Were you going somewhere with that? Cause you oh, said, yeah. Like so I, I kind of said, Oh, you know, I, I, called him and I said, um, I got this test result and he goes, what? And he goes, oh yeah, but it's going to be fine. And then, you know, he called me because at the time I, I did not, I did not live in my hometown. So I lived like an hour and a half away still in Italy, but, um, so it's not that I saw them every day. So I called him and, and then a couple of days later, he called me and said, so what about this? And I said, oh no, everything is fine. So basically, I never really told him, you know, that I had HIV. Okay. I just kind of, yeah, um, okay. kind of denied it. And, mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, um, yeah. Did you tell him what, that the test wasn't conclusive or? Yeah, I said, oh, no, it was a mistake. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. But, you know. Shit. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then, you know, my... I don't even know how to call him because I'm, I'm currently separated for, from this person. Um, was he your then, husband? Were you ever yeah. married? Okay, he was, okay. Yeah, but at the time we were not married yet. So we mm -hmm. married later, but mm -hmm. um, we already lived together. You know, we had a business together and um, yeah. And so came back from his business trip, got tested and got, was positive, right? And he was so in denial that he tested again. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I mean, it's not like a uh, flu test, you know, that they are going to, they are accurate. Come yeah. on. Mm -hmm. So, um, and from there, um, basically, and, you know, at the time I was, um, I was still so, I don't know, I just accepted everything. Um, I didn't even research. I, for me, it was just like, oh, I have it. And, you know, I, I have to see, I have to take care of my child, you know, that I am caring. Um, so I, I, they sent me to a clinic, to one of the big hospitals, and where there was not a specific, um, there was a big center. And I can remember, um, I went with him you know, with my ex and, um, 
And this doctor, she was so mean. <laughs> she was so freaking mean. And I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, if you don't know what you did, you know, and with whom you slept, how am I supposed to know? And I was like, okay. Wow. So, um, so she sent me to another doctor, which is, was specialized in HIV. And, um, and she was super duper nice. And she mm. became my doctor. And um, yeah, and so, you know, um, I really had this great relationship uh, with her I you know I, I, we still talk mm-hmm. and um, but at the time honestly because I was so I had no clue whatsoever you know um, he made me believe it's my fault right mm-hmm. so I kind of was what my fault like how is that possible and then I thought oh yeah my the my boyfriend that I had before you know um, my husband um multiple <laughs> partners, partners. Mm-hmm. and i said maybe you know i got it from him but the longest time he made me believe it was my fault you know that i actually gave it to him and i never really i was kind of so um somehow it was a good thing because i was so busy with my super duper busy job and plus I was pregnant so I kind of had the focus there that I kind of shoved it into a corner you know Mm -hmm. um, whatever he said or um, it was like years after that um, like some years after that um, that I kind of started you know to because it has never been I'm very honest here has never been a very good relationship very toxic um abusive at times so you know that was that also made a big difference for me to talk to people because i was so scared in um in fear you know by this man that i and so controlled that i was I did not, I was, I, I thought, okay, this is it. This is my destiny. I have to live with this guy forever. And I have mm. to live with my diagnosis in silence forever. Mm. So that, that was, you know, plus, you know, um, you know, I was raised Norman Catholic and, um, and I thought, oh yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what the Lord wants me to do in the open yeah and so I was like okay you know um, did you just really quick did you have any symptoms before your diagnosis so you know you always afterwards and then everything makes sense right so in 2005 so we dated and this is not a guy I picked nowhere in Africa this was a guy that we had multiple friends in common my best friend's sister-in-law introduced me to this guy Mm -hmm. so it's not that I you know so I did not know anything about him Mm -hmm. and um, he dated like before this, we have been dating since 2002. So it's not that, you know, I didn't, I thought I knew this guy. 
but apparently it didn't. Mm -hmm. But so, however, in 2005, he got shingles, right? And um, where is he from, by the way? Because he's from Italy. He's from Italy, also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in 2005, he got shingles, and at the time, and and he did not want to stay at home with me for the reason that, oh, yeah, it's contagious, but he went to, back to his parents' house. Thinking, and then afterwards, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he, he had some sort of bad conscience. You know, that's why he didn't stay at home. Um, so he got bad shingles, and I didn't think anything, you know, of it. And then early 2006, I got a really bad pneumonia. But also, I didn't think of anything. But I was on and off. Like, I was home for two weeks. Then I went back to work. And then I had to stay home for other two weeks because I was so, like, um, weak. And I couldn't, I couldn't function. But I didn't think of anything, honestly, you know. So, um, but then afterwards, everything makes sense when I thought about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I... Um, yeah, where we, did we? Yeah, so I, um, I, you know, I um, had my doctor, and she said everything will be okay. You know, you just take the medication; everything will be okay. You will be okay. Your baby will be okay. Okay, oh, so fine, they, you know? they knew that in two thousand six that you could, your baby was mm-hmm. going to be okay, and there was yeah. the, tre- the treatment was good at that point. Yes, the treatment was good. It was just different because at the time I had to take, I think, a cocktail of nine pills a day. Wow. And, yes. And um, How, what were the side effects? effects? Did you have si- tons of side Diarrhea, effects? Diarrhea, stomach ache. Yeah. So these Ugh. were the, the side effects um, that I had with the first baby. With the second, I also had like vomiting. Um, so yeah, but, um, and I changed my medication with the time, but I will tell you about it. Um, so yeah, they, they told me, she told me immediately she was, she still is. She's super nice. She's just made for this job, honestly. And she said, you will be fine and your baby will be fine. And I was like, okay, good. You know, everything else I can handle. Um, but still there was a pressure, not about really the stigma around it, but, um, I don't know how I would, they would look at me, you know, Mm -hmm. they would, yeah, probably stigma related. Um, and yeah, so I had the baby, you know, and, um, and that was weird because I, um, had to have a C-section and I could not breastfeed at the time. I know nowadays, you know, everything changed. Um, but, and everybody was surprised, you know, I said, Oh, you had the C-section. How come? And I had to lie, you know, but I knew exactly, you know, my C-section was planned. Um, everything was planned, you know, but I had to lie, you know, and then people would come and it was because I'm a very, I'm an open book. So literally, but this part of my life, I had to keep secret for so long. And it really, really was so heavy on me because then people would come and visit me at the hospital and would see, you know, like the toxic, like there was a little, I can remember, um, a little uh, box, you know, where it, for the syringes or whatever they, you know, they were wondering, oh, that's weird, you know, just <laughs> and 
know. And then, you know, I had to start treatment for my baby because obviously babies, I don't know how it is today, but she also, because so the babies, they are born negative, but they can still have like a um, trace of HIV in their bodies. So that's why I'm always talking about when I had the babies, um, they are having a retroviral uh, therapy for six weeks. So it's basically a syrup that you, you know, they have to take and. Um, they still do um, that today. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And also then, you know, um, people would tell me, ask me, even my parents, you know, they, what, why do you have, what is it? And I was like, oh, they're just vitamins, you know, that I, I had to wake up also during the night every six hours to give them, you know, give her the, um, the, the syrup. Um, and then she, my first daughter, she had a um, reaction to it. So basically um, she was, I think, two months old and she had her lactic acid in her muscles. Um, oh. I don't know, like, um, like if she, as if she was constantly running a marathon. Oh, oh gosh. So that's, like that's it's was, like when you're pushing weights and it's when it starts mm -hmm. to burn. Yeah, I think, I think it was 13, 13 times higher than in a relaxed. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. So she had this reaction and we were, we were um, at the beach. We had we took a couple of days off and um, but I had to go back because, you know, and I always say everywhere I lived, I always had, and also my pediatrician, he was specialized in uh, moms that had some sort of issues like, you know, for babies that were born from moms that uh, were HIV positive or had some other sort of issues. So, he sent everything to Milan where there is a specialized center. And, um, and then, you know, I had to get her blood drawn every week, which was <sighs> horrible, but um, they said she will be fine. And, you know, and then, but for, I don't know how, a whole year. And then, you know, um, also the next three years, always at a certain times, um, yeah, so just, she, um, that was, yeah, but, you know, everything worked out fine. It was just a reaction to it. It has nothing to do with, um, you know, staying positive, or, but it was just a reaction to it, yeah. You sound like um, you you took the diagnosis being pregnant with the baby, her going through, it sounds like you just really handle stuff. I'm like, so like impressed by it. Like, you didn't sound like you were super freaked out about it. You're just like, this is the way it is, and we're just going to have to deal with it kind of is I that sort of just it, how you are yes yes that's how I am I think it's the athlete in me you know mm -hmm. and um how I think handle things I guess um yeah Interesting. Uh, but it was it was it was heavy on me because that's basically I became a person that I didn't want it to be with this with this secret sort of you know also from my friends I didn't really talk much about it then Little by little, I opened up and I knew it was not okay. But mm. um, so I found out that it was actually him, like my ex-husband, because um, so we, 
we moved from from Italy to Switzerland and then from Switzerland to Brazil, where I didn't stay. Um, I broke up with my ex for the first time, um, and yeah, uh, the little I already had two kids at the time. Um, so, um, but then I got the guts to go to my ex boyfriend and talk about it and ask him, you know, if he was because until then that was like. Uh, five years <laughs> I was in the I was in the kind of in the middle mm -hmm. uh, in the limbo <laughs> you know um, so I went there I said listen and I hadn't seen him in years so I said listen I have to talk to you about something and so I said um, I'm HIV positive and I just wanted to know if it was if you are too, or, and he, um, he was, he wasn't, I mean, he already knew he wasn't because he got diagnosed with uh, Crohn's disease, but at the time they didn't know it was Crohn's disease. So they, they kind of checked him for everything and also sure. for HIV. So he knew that he was negative. So he said, right. no, you know, and so I said, well, it's the person I had the babies with and the person I live with and the person that tells me to love me, but he's just not, mm -hmm. not honest with me. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and it has always been a very toxic relationship. So, um, and you know, somehow at the beginning he controlled me with, with this, you know, because he thought, Oh, um, I think in his mind, he thought, oh, you know, he would, she would never open up to anybody, you know, and she would never tell, you know, um, but I did. Eventually, I started to open up and, um, and I never wanted to really go public because it's kind of weird, but I always thought I had to protect him and this little secret. Mm -hmm. You know, it was not about me. It was about him. Um, but I said, you know, screw it, you know, bye, you know, and well, it, I just came out like, um, it's day last year, mm -hmm. 2021 mm -hmm. after, you know, I got diagnosed in November, 2006. So many years later, many, um, yeah. many, many years later. Yeah. Um, eventually I told my parents, um, because, you know, when I, went back i stayed um i stayed um in italy for um another year and then we got back together that's another story but um i'd had to tell them because i had to go and you know get my blood drawn twice a year as i do now um and so what am i gonna say oh i'm just gonna go shopping <laughs> right because i still kept my doctor which was an hour and a half away from mm -hmm. where my parents live so yeah does he know how he got it or do you know how he got it no because he never even talks about it or talked about it or yeah hmm. do you know do you know that female to male transmission is super low yes and so that's you, what my um also my doctor in italy said listen english because it's impossible like first of all you know what you did like right you never did anything crazy and i trust you um plus she goes I mean, it's 
hard, like it's the anatomy of the body and <laughs> no it's so did she time, imply that he might he might have been with men but she did or didn't it cut out curious she didn't <laughs> mm -hmm. she didn't okay do you feel that so nice oh yeah what what Probably. makes you what makes you think that because um so when we first met um we used to work i used to work for him and um um and um it was like away from my hometown so he basically arranged a place to stay for me and he had gay friends <laughs> like the house where he lived here um where he put me um arranged me they were gay and i know i don't have anything about yeah i have a lot of many of gay friends oh yeah, yeah, yeah um but you know just thinking about it and you know he was always he's he is always so secret about everything even in a relationship um i was like okay you know mm -hmm. if you don't want to tell me i'm I'm not stupid. So interesting. Interesting. What did he go on treatment um when he found out I was positive? Yes, yes. He, he okay. went on treatment immediately, still on treatment. And um uh yeah, that was a big um um kind of the bomb exploded two years ago when we actually then I told him to leave. Uh, because uh, basically um there was um this friend of his you know was in the middle but um he told me that she has been a friend forever like for almost I, over 30 years and he told me that she knew about his status right mm -hmm. but she never knew so that's how secret you know <laughs> this mm -hmm. person she is. really she really did not know but he told you that she did he told me that she did okay and i told her you know that yeah i told her the truth <laughs> and mm -hmm. she was like what <laughs> and she had no idea nope no so, idea so he had a lot of secrets yeah still has yep mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know i know it's difficult to talk for me about it because i'm a person that, that i don't like to talk bad about people but i just need to tell the truth so this is my truth and it's part of me, you know, it's part of my story. And so, yeah. Right. And so you, um, you told me that you're in Reno because, um, tell me about the plane tickets if you want to. Oh yeah. But that's, I mean, I would, I, I could have so many, um, so many other things to talk about, but I can't because legally I can't right now. Okay. Okay. I love, Okay, so um, you have yeah. another you have another daughter though, right? Of two. Yes. So okay. I after my first daughter, um, I'm an, an only an, an only child, so I don't have siblings. Um, and I was always very lucky to grow up in a very Italian household. So we had this courtyard all around, you know, um, houses with all relatives. So I grew up with my grandma. With my parents in the same house there was my um, my mom's aunt and her cousin living so i never really had a problem to have kids around to play with and i'm a very outgoing person so but i thought you know if i didn't i would have felt very lonely just because of you know i didn't really have never really bonded with my mom so i thought i want my daughter to have a sibling so 
that's why I actually had another, because a lot of people actually ask me, you know, when they find out um, that um, I found out to have HID when I was pregnant with a, why did you have another baby? And why did you have another baby with this guy? I said, well, with this guy, because at the time I thought this was my destiny. I did, I, because at the time I did not know about U equals U, so undetectable is equals untransmittable, had no fucking clue, you know? So I thought, this is my destiny. I have to stay with this for my whole life. And so I have to have with this guy another baby. That was in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and I wanted her to have a sibling. So I had another daughter and yeah, healthy and, you know, um, yeah. And um, I disclosed my status to them like last year because, you know, I, I thought it was, um, it's part of how I bond with my kids to be very open about everything. And so that was part of it. And um, yeah. And so how they old are know. they? Um, one is 14. She will be 15 in May. And the other one is 11. She will be 12 in July. Yeah. Okay. Wait, the one that will be 15 in May, what's her birthday? 15. On the 15th? May 15th. Yes. My son will be 15th on, uh, he'll be 15 on May 1st. They're like two weeks oh, apart. Okay. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> so did they, did they understand? I mean, what were their thoughts about HIV? Did they really understand what it was? My kids were kind of like, mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't really freak out because they really didn't understand it. Exactly, exactly. Same here. Yeah. Um, they did not freak out. And then the one she was like, eh, because, you know, it's all related to sex. And Yes, and that, that's the weird that part. Yeah, it, that makes it difficult also for adults to talk about it. Because, it, you know, either if, if you were um, raised very, very um, religious, you know, still you know sex is taboo to talk about and uh, it kind of makes right. it more awkward to talk mm -hmm. about hiv so um they kind of got it um i mean they kind of got it in their head that i that i have a diagnosis um i also told them you know i just wanted to let you know um because i want them to grow as strong individuals that speak their truth and speak up for themselves because mm -hmm. for the longest time for 18 years I was in this limbo I became a totally different person I I lost my identity because I did not speak my truth and this is not who I was I you know last year and I started to become myself again and really speak my truth. That's what I want my girls to be, you know, no matter what, because we speak for generations to come. What we do now is for generations to come. And, you know, um, that's what I, I don't want them to, ooh, you know, uh, I just want them to be strong women that our leaders go first. Yeah. You know, so that's how that's what my main reason. It's not because some other, but really this was my main reason because for me it was so freaking difficult to live in this secret because totally. that's not who I am. So on December first of two thousand twenty-one, you decided to tell your people who follow you. Did you do it on on Instagram? 
I did it on both Instagram and, and Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I have more followers it? on yeah. Facebook. I just because I started earlier with Facebook, you know, many years ago, Instagram started like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, but I want to go on more with my advocacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I posted a picture of me and, um, and I just wrote, this is the face of HIV, you know, and I, because people always think, oh, HIV is related to gay people. HIV is related to trashy people. HIV is related to people that have a rough, rough past. Um, you know, this right. is how people relate HIV, but it's not. Like, right. it happened to me, to me, you know, that right. I had three partners till, you know, in my whole like, life, never had. So, how was it received to- from your friends? How was it received? This was like, it blew up. I had like, I don't know how many hundreds of comments. I had like uh, all positive, all positive. Because my, see, I was raised where the girls have to be nice and quiet and they cannot uh, make their dresses dirty and they have to be this and they have to be that. Even though I was a tomboy when I was, you know, in high school, but that was how, how I was raised. And it, for me, for me, I had to be like this in front of social media, you know, the, the nice, pretty looking that is perfect, you know, and, and I never, that was my fear that especially in front of men, not that I, I don't know, it was, it's kind of awkward, I know, because now I don't give a shit anyway what <laughs> people think, but right. it was, oh my gosh, you know, I have, I have a lot of male followers, so said oh my gosh you know what are they gonna think am I gonna lose and now I'm thinking but the reaction was so freaking positive you know and everybody was like wow like we knew that you were a pretty cool chick but now we know that you actually come out and speak up for yourself this is pretty amazing yeah so I had only positive comments like my my inbox blew up my like yeah it was it was such a positive and you know I always say I fear there's always freedom and that's what I felt this very moment it it felt so right like to write this post it it was like it came so easy like all the words came so easy and it was so deliberating for me because I don't have to just like, I don't have to keep the secret anymore. This is who I am, actually. Because until then, you know, I love to talk about a lot of different things on, on Facebook. It's one of my things that I love to do is to, you know. But until then, I always thought, this is not actually, I'm, I'm fake. This is not like, I, it, it just didn't feel real. But then, you know, I just wrote it and it was so deliberating. And it, it was just, uh, an awesome, awesome feeling. So a huge yeah. weight is lifted. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And when did you um, find out about U equals U? So curious. Um, maybe through you. <laughs> I don't know. I have been following you. I think like for two years though, one 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 year okay. and a half. Two. Um. And yes, so my, my doctor back in Italy, you know, when I went back, um, so 
that that year that I stayed in Italy between Brazil and the States, um, mm. she told me, no, you know, you cannot, that's impossible that you actually transmit it if you're undetectable. And I have been undetectable ever since. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have one, I've had one spur once, like, but that can happen. Um, A blip. Yeah. So, you know, right. But uh, I, you know, I tested undetectable right right after, like a week after that. So it right. can happen, but... Um, but they, yeah, in, in all the studies, a blips never translated into any transmissions no, at all. No, exactly. So yeah. so, yeah, so, you know, that's, that was also, um, yeah, a huge read because when I um, got diagnosed... Um, yeah, I just took the, as I said, I just took the diagnosis as it is. I just took it, you know, and I never researched really much. I, I said, I thought that was my destiny. But on the other hand side, I always thought that this was purpose because I always believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we are here. Tattoo. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> we are here, like we are spirits living this, human um, experience right um, and every every one of us is here on purpose so i think this is one of purposes of my person to actually talk about it you know and and you know i call it i call it the lord he always put us through something that he knows exactly that we can handle so i kind of take it as a <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that he picked you and me like strong women about it because mm-hmm. it needs strong women right so right. um yeah so um i found out and um yeah so that's it and oh. actually years ago when i used to live in boston right after high school i came to the states i lived one one year and then i went back to italy to college and then I came back for other two years. Um, one of my gay friends um, disclosed his status, you know, that he had HIV. And and as I'm a very open person, I never ever thought of him differently. Like he's an amazing person, um, very successful. And, you know, thinking about it, I said, why would people look at me differently? Because I, you know, I go public that I have HIV. So, um, and still, you know, people are in the 80s. I can remember in the 80s, I used to live in Switzerland for, you know, part of my, my life. Um, and I can remember there were um, commercials, huge commercials in all languages, because in Switzerland, you speak four different languages in all languages. Um, talking about HIV and AIDS and, you know, to protect ourselves. But then what happened? Nothing, you know, nobody speaks about it anymore. Like we don't see big commercials, you equals you, or, you know, that it's not a life sentence or a death sentence, sorry. And because people still live and have the idea of in the 80s where people die you know right. of HIV it's it's that's not and it's not the case obviously 
Right, Look right. Us, you know? Totally. Well, I know I told you that I had a, a private group for women um, and that it's, you know, secret. You can't find it on the internet. And I remember your reaction to it was, my gosh, this is just so crazy because that just is so, it's just part of the stigma. Like it shouldn't even be secret. This is like, there's nothing to be secret about. This is so crazy, you know? But yes, it, it um, is like that. I mean, it has to be because there's people that are still terrified and they are treated differently. But yeah, like it is ridiculous. Yeah, I think in, I don't know, you know, uh, but I believe in different parts of the world, um, we are treated differently, but thank goodness we live in a country that is pr like free and, um, yeah. and you know, we, we can advocate for it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I, you know, I actually, I honestly, I, I forget most of the time that, that I have it. Totally. I... You know, I, I, I'm totally healthy. Um, I'm planning to run a half marathon. So, and right on. Like, in, yeah, and I, I do all the things like everybody else. So, right. Are you, um, are you dating? No, I'm not dating right now. <laughs> are you gonna? <laughs> um, I'm open. It's you know, but um, and Is I it, had no, well, I I had uh, oh, okay, I had some dates and I disclosed it, but and it always it was always positive. I and I know I surround myself with people that are intelligent, you know, and I'm always thinking, okay, if he doesn't get it, not for me, you know, right? I wanna I wanna have people around me that that are like-minded and that are open and. For, for me, not thinking about it, it would have been worse if you they told me I I had a tumor and I would die in six months. Because that's usually, you know, when tumors nowadays, like the, the percentage of people that die is higher than, like nobody dies of HIV nowadays anymore because of the treatment, right? Right. Um, or for me, it would have been even because I'm so active and I, I love sport it would have been, and you know, I have my kids and I have always been um, basically alone or even though I was in a relationship, it would have been much, it would have been worse if they told me, Oh, I have to amputate uh, a limb or something. This with the science and like it's, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's nothing, you know, because then people say, "Oh, yeah, you are you're naive," but it's literally it, it makes us live a life a totally normal life and sex life, which, by the way, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about, but that's the truth. You know, we cannot transmit HIV even though we have unprotected sex. And if I tell people, like, even you know, man. <laughs> Because, you know, men like to have unprotected sex. Come on, let's be honest here. I think we all um, do. <laughs> well, yes. But he just said, really? Are you, are you telling the truth? And I said, yes. I mean, you can go and do your research. But yeah, you can talk to my doctor if yeah. you want to. So, um, yeah. So, you know, they're pretty, wow. You know, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah that's why I tell you. We're the safest, we're the safest around because we know our status, we're on treatment and we can't give it. So it's like, yeah, we're safer than most people because we know. Yeah. 
So uh, what's your future with your advocacy? What do you think you want to do with this? Well, because I saw you on TikTok. I think TikTok is the platform that goes viral, viral the most nowadays. I think I'm just using TikTok just for my HIV advocacy. I, would, I see me, you know, talk on tech talks. Um, and, um, what is your TikTok yeah, just, name? What is your TikTok name? So people can oh, find it's the you. Same, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it because I have some videos on there that I want to like eliminate just because they don't, they don't belong to HIV, let's say, you know. Is but, it your name? Um, it's Ingrid. How do you say your last name? Riegler. Riegler. Okay. And yes. that's how everybody finds you on Facebook and um, Instagram? Uh, Instagram is I underscore M underscore Ingrid underscore R. I am Ingrid R basically. Oh, got <laughs> and, it. Okay. And, and TikTok is the same, but I think I'm going to might change it to the HIV advocate, but let's see okay this idea yeah um yeah so that's that's what i what i see myself and um yeah and especially you know like i said i live in the states now but i'm from italy and also italy is pretty still we they are coming along with being more open to talk Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. because i have other um italian um, friends or friends I follow them on Instagram that live abroad but you know they they disclose their status that they are positive and um, they do um, interviews in Italian and so you know it's it's kind of I think this is also like for me it's a plus because I speak multiple languages so I can you know advocate in multiple languages mm-hmm. so I think um that's a big I see bonus it as something yeah. cool you know i don't see yeah. it as something oh my gosh i have to hide <laughs> no right and i said you know i always were i was scared of you know dating because oh my gosh you know when are you disclosing it or when and you know what i'm just gonna tell straight away because that's how i actually see if this guy is for me or not you know if he makes a big fuss out of it and is not open to learn then I'm thinking, oh, whatever, you know. Absolutely. For me. Absolutely. So, it weeds out the the ones that, yeah. if they can't handle it, then they weren't right for you anyways. Exactly. For sure. So Yeah, it makes it kind of easy, actually. <laughs> well, is there anything so, else you'd like to add that I might have forgotten? Um, no, I think this is about it. You're, you're good? <laughs> cool. I'm well, good, yeah. I will um, make sure that I put the links um, in, you know, both the podcast and the YouTube video so people can find you. And I just yeah, want to thank totally. you for getting up so early on a Sunday morning and chatting with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm always gonna... the best. I love mornings. I'm yeah. a morning person. And so that was perfect for me. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I will um, see you online and hell, you never know. We don't live that far from each other. We're only a exactly. state away. Maybe we yeah. can meet up sometime. If you ever come over this way, for sure, you have to find totally. me. Totally. Okay, yeah. Thank Ingrid. you so much for everything you do. Because oh, because you're so welcome. You, you know, I actually, and you know, let's, let's create a ripple effect, Jennifer. Definitely. That's what we need to do. You Just know, keep, I know. Yeah. Especially it's so for true. the women. Yeah. Moms. Yeah that you know that cannot that they don't have the they're not brave enough yet to speak up and tell the truth but the more they see do it 
you know, they might get the courage to do it as well. Yeah. And all that does totally. is help us for sure. It helps the whole community. So yeah. Totally. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, Thank Ingrid. You so much. Have Love, a good you. Love you too. Have a great Sunday. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.